Your passage today is from Psalm 46, verse 10. We're looking at a few more of these life verses before we wrap this series up. And uh, today is another, another great one, another one of my personal favorites. Um, before we read this, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Good and wonderful God, giver of all good things and giver of this eternal word, or that comes from you and can dwell now in our hearts. Father, grant us your illumination, we pray. Father, grant us the knowledge and the wisdom of your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and minds that we may receive, Lord, this word that you are giving to us today. Father, bless this holy reading of your holy word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Psalm 46.10, listen now to the word of the Lord. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So is anybody uncomfortable? It's kind of hard to do that for a little while, especially when you're not expecting it. Hard to be still, isn't it? Especially when you're in an area where you're not used to someone being quiet and just looking at you. Let me, let me, let me assure you, it was harder for me to have all of you looking at me. Well, we sat there and, and we're trying to be still, but it was, it was, it was tough. Some of y'all were starting to get uncomfortable, I could tell, maybe having some, uh, what they'll call, secondhand embarrassment for me. Maybe thought that for a minute I had forgotten what I was going to say, and I'd finally run out of stuff to say, right? <laughs> Don't worry, we're a long way from that. <laughs> but it's wanted to illustrate for a minute how hard it is for us to be still. For us to just sit and to be still and to be in that quiet, especially if we're around other people. I mean, of all the verses that are hard for us, as, as Americans especially, as good, hardworking Americans, this verse, be still, is such a difficult one for us to do. I mean, I can't be still. I got too much to do. I have way too much on my plate, way too much to do and to get done in order. I mean, I just, no, I can't be still. I'll be still later. How about that? Maybe when I get a certain amount of things done, then, then I can be still. You know, maybe if we get the house paid off, that, that will be a good chance to be still. That will be out of the way. That will be taken care of. We can be still then. 
or maybe when the, uh, the kids are out of school. Th that, that's a good time to be still. The kids are out of school. We don't have to worry about them. We can take time and relax and then be still. Or, or retirement, that, that's a good time. Wait till I retire, then I will have time to sit back and be still. We are not a people used to being still. We're used to going, to doing, to moving, to our attention always taken up with something. We are not a people of stillness, yet here we are told in the Bible by God, be still. And in case any of you are thinking that this is just good mental health advice, that God is just telling you to be still, be quiet, take it easy, and this is for your own good, just, just giving you some good advice for your mental health so you, can, so you can have a better day and a better week. And so I can just, okay, I'll do that later. God's just trying to give me some good advice. There, there's something else attached to this stillness that God is telling us here. Notice he said, be still and know that I am God. So he makes a connection between stillness and knowing God is God. And so what it also suggests there that if you want to know God, you have to first be still. That it is difficult to know God without being still. And we all want to know God. We all want to be in a relationship to God, to know God, to, to feel Him closer to us, to feel His love and affection, to feel Him draw near to us. If you want to do it, we have to be still. Now, the be still sound, sounds easy, right? It's just stop moving. You know, for kids it's hard, right, because they're always wanting to move. But adults, of course, we got that now, right? Stop moving. But, but he's not talking about being still as a stop moving your body. Because we have gotten good at that as adults. And the older you get, the better you get. Sitting still and not moving anywhere. I've gotten real good at that. But he's not talking about our bodies moving. He's talking about a stillness of spirit. A stillness of soul. And that, that is not our natural state. Our natural state is our, our spirit's always moving. It's, it's, it's just churning. There's lots of anxiety, there's worry, there's, there's ambition, there's, there's all these things we have to do. And it's, and it's like you know, we're sitting still, perfectly still, but inside of us, just churning and churning and moving. There, there was a good uh, old word for this. It's called perturbation. We don't use that a lot anymore. But it's having a perturbation of spirit or soul, which is the state of being perturbed, having anxiety or... Uh, um, or just this movement and this distress. That's where this perturbation is. And that, that's our natural state. Is to be stirred up. And, and this perturbation can come from anything. Came from anything. Normally it's our worry. Our fear. Anxiety. Th those kind of things always have us stirred up and perturbed. But it can come from a lot of different things. It can come from ambition. It can come from desire. It can come from lust or greed or anger or resentment. Or anything that's like just stirring us up and churning that soul. So think of it like water. You stir the water up and you see all the mud and the silt finally just distort it. And you can't see through it anymore. That's what happens when we have all these just these needs and ambitions and desires stirring in us all at once. Or maybe a better word for it is harried. Harried or driven. 
And uh, when, I, when I think of that, you think of a, of a horse being tied to a wagon and there's the driver just whipping and he's whipping and he's whipping and driving and goading the horse to go faster and faster. Except we're the horse. We're the horse and we're the ones being driven and harried and goaded to do more, to get more, to earn more, to buy more, to be more. We're harried. Perturbed, stirred up. And the worst part is we think we have to. We have to, th this is what life requires of, uh, 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 requires of us. These are the things that we have to do. If you have to get ahead, you've got you've to get things done. You've got to go up there and get a piece of the great American pie or someone else is going to take it. There's only so much to go around. The, the time is ticking. The clock is racing behind us. Life is going to be over soon. Get it, get it now while you still have time. That's how we become driven, harried, perturbed, not still. See, it's impossible to know God in this state. Well, I say impossible, it's not quite true. With God, anything is possible. It is very, very difficult to know God in this state. It is very difficult to find God in the noise and the confusion and the distraction and the busyness that we have made of our lives. And, you know, God is so great, was so great about him, you can find him almost anywhere. You can experience and find God almost anywhere in life. You can find him in the morning. You can find him in the evening. You can find him in the quiet of the night. You can find him in the middle of the afternoon. You can find God out in nature. You can find God in worship. You can find God in devotion. You can find God with friends. You can find God with family. The only place you're not going to find God is in noise and confusion. You're not going to find him in the noise, the confusion, the distraction, and the busyness of our life. And you can't find him there because God is not going to be found in anxiety and he's not going to be found in fear. He's certainly not going to be found in ambition. He's not going to be found in anger or resentment or all the million things that get us stirred up all the time. You're not going to find God being driven and being harried and being goaded on by the ambitions of this life. You want to find God, you have to be still. You have to be still and know God as God. It's not an easy thing for us to do. We know it is not an easy thing for us to do, especially for Americans. You know, that's what Europeans do. They're still all those French wasting their time. Americans know we're hardworking. We keep our nose to the grindstone. And it is hard. It's hard for us. It takes practice being still. And the first step we take in being still is realizing what your greatest obstacle to stillness is. Realizing what our greatest obstacle to stillness is. Now, if I ask that, you know, well, what's keeping you from being still? What we'll answer is, well, I've got so much to do. I've got so many distractions. I've got so many demands on my life. That's what's keeping me from being still. That is not your greatest obstacle. 
Your greatest obstacle to being still is not the distractions in your life. Your greatest obstacle to being still is that you have chosen the distractions over the stillness. I want to tell you that again. Your greatest obstacle to stillness is not your distractions. Your greatest obstacle to stillness is you choosing the distractions over the stillness. And in doing so, we've chosen distractions over God. And that was crazy to think that. Who would do that? Who would do such a thing to choose stress and distraction and anxiety over God? But we do it. Every day. Every week we do it. And I can prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. Now I'm going to say here it might hurt a little bit. And I don't mean to hurt you. And I don't mean to condemn you. I'm just making a point, okay? I'm going to ask you a question. Of all the Ten Commandments, which one does the church break more than any other? I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church, the people of God. Which of the Ten Commandments do the people of God break more than any other? I'll give you a hint. Most of us are going to break it today. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Remember the Sabbath and don't do any work on the Sabbath. We break it every single Sunday. The church breaks it every single Sunday. In fact, we have stopped trying to keep the Sabbath. And it's not because of some theological reason. It's not because of some new realization we have about God. The church has always kept the Sabbath. For the 2,000-year history of the church, the Christians, the Catholics, and the Protestants, they have all decided to keep the Sabbath. We've only stopped doing it in the last 50 years. And it's not because we've had some new theological revelation that's told us that now we can work on the Sabbath. There's always jobs that can't be done on the Sabbath. There's always necessary jobs, doctors, nurses, police, things like that, that cannot stop. Those have always been exempt from that. But the reason why... We've stopped observing the Sabbath because we've decided that business is more important than stillness. Making money is more important than stillness in God. Going shopping on Sunday is more important than stillness in God. Our children's baseball and gymnastics is more important than stillness in God. Our yard work is more important than stillness in God. Even the dishes in the sink have now become more important than stillness in God. We've chosen distraction over stillness. See, to be still means to put those things down. It doesn't mean put them down forever. I know we can't put them down forever. We can't put them down for the rest of our life. Life has demands. To be still means take some time. Carve out some time in your day or your week where you put these things down. You put down your work. You put down your worry. You put down your fear. You put down your anxiety. You, you take all your doubts, you des- your desires, your ambitions, and actually not, not forever, but just for a little while. You put them down. And say, these things are not going to have power over me for at least a few moments. You put down the hundred million things that you're thinking about. Those things that always bother you. And just for a while, you put them down. You put them down and you find a place of quiet. 
and be still. It also means putting down our desires. It also means putting down these, these sins that, that plague us and bother us. And even if you think, well, I can't conquer that today, well, you can put it down for a little bit. For just a little while, you can put it down. And in that stillness you find there, then you know God. Reach out to yourself and know God. And that moment of stillness reminds yourself of how good He is. And that moment of, of stillness, when you've put down your anxieties and worries, reminds yourself of how much He loves you, reminds yourself of His mercy. Find that quiet moment. And remind yourself that God is there. That he's looking after the world. That, that he is the one in charge. And that his hand is firmly upon the reins of this world. And he is not going anywhere. Take time to, to put those anxieties down and know God in his, in his godhood. It says, I will be exalted in all the earth. Let him be exalted in you. Knowing him as God and then, and, then, and then receive it. Just receive what he has to give you. You sit in that moment and, and receive his love. Receive his blessing. Take a time and, and receive his strength that he wants to give you. Draw closer to his heart and know him as God. Now I know what a lot of you are thinking. I don't have time. A lot of you are thinking, I don't have enough time in the day or the week to sit around and to be quiet and to be still. I just don't have the time. Now, originally, I was going to argue with you. I was going to say, yep, you do have the time. It's just bad time management. You can find the time. But you know, the Spirit, I, I really feel the Spirit is leading me not to argue with you. You say you don't have the time to take time and find stillness of God. Okay, you're right, you don't. You don't have the time for all your busyness and for all your ambition, and for all the things you have to do, and find stillness in God. You don't have the time. So you have to choose. You've got to make a choice. If you don't have the time to put all that in there, to all your work and all the things you have to do in life, and finding stillness in God, you will have to choose. You'll have to make a choice. Which one's more important? All the things you have to do, your distractions and busyness, or having a relationship with God. Which one's more important? Now, I don't believe for a second, I don't believe for one second that anybody here thinks that their distraction and business and ambitions are more important than a relationship with God. I don't believe that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this if you believe that. However, what we do believe is that God can wait. We do believe that God can wait. He's not as urgent as all the other stuff because he's always there. He's always there. We can always turn to him when we finally carve out the time. I can know him later. He'll be there for me to know him. I don't have to know him right now. But if I don't work now, I might get fired. If I don't work now, I might not get that promotion. If I don't work now, I might not get ahead. My, my, my kids not get, not get ahead in life. My house won't look as good as it's supposed to be. I won't be able to sit down and relax. I can know God later. 
And you'll be asking me, well, how else can I get all the things that I need to do? If I'm taking all this time to be still and knowing God. Well, let me ask you a question. How's it working for you now? Being, being frantic and running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to get everything done, trying to force everything into one day. How is it working for you now? Are you getting everything done? You're not. In fact, you're piling stress upon stress. As in, it's already not working for you. So how about we try something else? The great reformer Martin Luther once told his monks, he said, you know what, today I've got so much stuff to do. I've got so much stuff to do today. I'm going to have to start out by praying for three hours. And his monk said, well, wait a minute. If you've got so much to do, how can you start the day by praying for three hours? And Martin Luther said, how would you expect me to do everything unless I first pray? How can I get all these things I have to done in this day unless I first turn to my source of strength? And get filled from him. If you take time for stillness. If you take time for finding God. You're going to realize your day takes on a whole new shape. See the secret is the more you know God. You start to carry him. Everywhere you go. Not just in the moments of your prayer and devotion. When you go to work. When you go to the store. When you're with your family. Everywhere you go. You start to carry him with you. And if you take time to find stillness, you'll see that you'll take that stillness with you everywhere you go now. Not just in those still times, but, and it doesn't happen immediately. But the more you work at it and practice it, you realize you'll carry just at least a little bit of that stillness with you. And you could be somewhere and everybody is just going crazy and, and they're all perturbed and churned up and stirred up. But you're just, you, you could be still. You're like an eye of the hurricane. That perfect quiet, that perfect peace. While the world is just going crazy around you. Because you have found your stillness. And in that stillness you'll find that there's a lot of stuff you believe is really important. You'll come to find is not near as important as you thought it was. In that stillness you'll find all these things that had so much urgency in your life is suddenly, well, it's not so urgent. They can wait. In your stillness, you'll find all these things that you thought were necessary that you couldn't do without. Finally realizing maybe you can do without them after all. Or maybe even realizing that you're better off without them. When you find that stillness, you'll see that you can get things done a lot easier. You'll find more focus to your work, more joy to your work, less distraction. In fact, all the volume in life, you'll see, has been turned down. In stillness, we can find a well of strength that never goes dry. In stillness, you'll find a fountain of joy that is always bursting. In stillness, you find the peace that surpasses all understanding. In stillness, you'll see beauty in unexpected places. You'll see God appearing everywhere around us. In stillness, you'll find that secret passion of the universe. That same power and energy that makes the stars bright, that makes the sun burn, that makes the wind blow, makes the thunder roll.
that passion can be yours. That strength and that peace can be yours, but you've got to look for it. You've got to seek it out. You've got to make time for it. It's not going to find you on its own. But if you do seek it out, it has been promised to us that we will find stillness and you will know God. Normally at this time we have a a prayers of the people. There's a big long prayer after this and uh, we lift up all of our prayers and all our prayer concerns. Today I want to do something a little different. Today I want to pray not out of any fear or worry, anxiety. I want to pray out of our stillness. And so I want to take this time and this moment of prayer that we have set out every Sunday for this prayer. And in this moment, though, we're going to pray out of stillness. And I want to try to help you find a little bit of that stillness. And in, and in this, maybe you'll know how to do it a little bit better in your life. Now, look, I know there's some people that are going to love this, and some of you are going to hate it. I got it. But at least I can say I've told you. This is where we find stillness. So I'm going to ask you to put down some things in your life. Okay? And and some of you are going to think, I can't put that down. But it's just for a little while, okay? If there's some worries, some fears, some resentments you've got, and you think there's no way I can live, I've lived with those for so long, I can't put them down, you can do it for just a minute, okay? If you feel better, you can pick it up right when we're done. Anything I ask you to put down, you can pick it right up after we're done. But just, just for a little while. I want you to put it down. And I'm going to ask you to pick some things up, some beliefs, some certainties. And you might have your struggles with doubt and with faith, but just for a minute, I want you just to believe with all your heart. And you can do it for just a few minutes. And we're going to find some stillness and then take some time to lift our prayers up to God. So everyone, I want you to get in a prayerful position. Maybe bow in your head, close your eyes. And kind of relax your shoulders a little bit. Roll your shoulders so that's where we keep most of our tension in our back and shoulders. So just try to relax that. Take a deep breath in and out. And for a moment, I want to take your worries and your fears and just put them down. Just put them down for a minute. Anything you're worried about. Anything you have anxiety about. Any of these fears that you have all through life. Just for a minute, put them down. You can pick them back up later, but we're going to put them down for a minute. You're worried about our nation, our people, just just put it down. I invite you to take it and to place it down for a little while. Take these desires you have in life, these ambitions, all these things that you want to do or feel like you have to do. We're going to put those down too. I'm just going to leave him down for a little while. Just forget about him for a moment. These are not yours anymore. I'm just going to put those down, all those worries, all those fears, all those ambitions we have. Any kind of anger or resentment we have over somebody, we're going to put that down too. Any kind of grudge we're holding, let's put that down. I'm not going to carry that for a minute here. If there's any grief that we've got, any, anything we're mourning, just for a moment, we're going to put that down too. We're going to put all these things down and we're, going to, we're just going to leave them alone for a minute. 
find that place of stillness. For that place of peace. Let's put down our anxieties and our worries. Let's try to be still. And I want you to pick some things up too. I want you to believe some things. Just as, as, as much as you can with all your heart. And to believe that God is there. God is there. He's looking over us. He's looking over you. Just believe it right now. God is looking over you. He's got his love poured out to you. Believe for this moment that he's got a place at his table. And your name is written on it. Believe for this moment that God is over everything. He is in charge and he's not letting anything fall or go anywhere beyond his power. Believe in this moment that Jesus died for you and he poured his blood out upon you and he's forgiven you for your sins. They're not there. You're free from that. Sit and believe in this moment. All the good things that we have been heard and told about our Lord, they're all true. Let's take this on. Now sit in this moment and want you to receive his love. God wants to give it to you. Just receive it. Let's open our heart up and receive that. Let's let it pour into you. Let's take a minute and, and receive his blessing. God wants to bless you. He's filling you with blessing. Just, just open that heart and mind and receive that blessing. open ourselves up and receive his delight God delights in you he's proud of you he has joy when he looks at you and when he thinks about you he had joy when he created you and he still has joy in you just let's receive that joy and that delight our father has in us let's sit with this for a moment Lord our God, we come to you in our stillness. Pray you breathe your spirit out upon us. We may know you. We may find greater stillness yet. And Father, in this silent moment, we lift up to you all of our prayers. And I pray, Lord, that you would hear the silent cries of people here today, crying today not out of fear or anxiety, but Lord, we call to you in our stillness, in our faith, and in our assurance of your love. Hear us now, O Lord. All these prayers, Lord, we lift up to you. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Christ Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen.